Today's episode is another throwback, uh, reflecting on Occupy Wall Street, which we are currently in the midst of the seventh anniversary of. The occupation began on September 17, 2011, and was viciously evicted on November 15th. I first heard about something going on downtown from a few friends' posts on Facebook, uh, but it wasn't long before I realized that this was a historical moment. And so I, I tried to participate as, as much as I could. At the time, I was working full-time at an ad agency, cranking out animated banner ads for Citibank, ironically. Deb and I were not yet married, and we were eight months into occupying our new roles as parents with our first son, Dominic. So I started spending my lunch breaks down at the park, holding up a sign that read, I have worked in advertising for 13 years for companies such as GE, Pfizer, Merck, Wells Fargo, Citibank, HSBC, and many more. I know this beast, and it is not human and corporate personhood. On the weekends, the whole family would go down together for a few hours to talk with people or play some music. My favorite song to perform down there by far was 16 Tons by Merle Travis. A few weeks into the occupation, I had a flash of inspiration. I remember I was smoking a cigarette on my apartment stoop when I suddenly realized that the people's mic, which was the only means of amplification permitted in Zuccotti, would be an amazing way to propose to Deb. I spent the next week looking through antique flea markets for a reasonably priced ring uh, writing a speech that would work within the people's mic format and organizing some friends to meet us down at the park the following Saturday. And Deb thought we were just heading down there to hang out and play some music again. Instead, this is what happened. Mic check! Mic check! Mic check! Deb! 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 <laughs> I brought you down here in front of all these people. I brought you down here in front of all these people to give you something you've deserved for a long time. To give you something you've deserved for a long time. 
a year or so, I'd say. At least a year or so, I'd say. But I wanted to wait for a moment big enough. But I wanted to wait for a moment big enough. To demonstrate my love for you. To demonstrate my love for you. All you are. All you are. And all you believe in. And all you believe in. So, so. Forgot my speech a little bit. Forgot my speech a little bit. That moment is now. That, that moment is now. Using all these people that I love and believe in. Using all these people that I love and believe in. And their voices to ask you to marry me. And their voices to ask you to marry me. I don't know what's going to happen to this movement. I don't know what's going to happen to this movement. But I hope it's half as successful as our marriage is going to be. But I hope it's half as successful as our marriage is going to be. So Deb, so Deb, will you occupy my life? Will you occupy my life? Yes. Yes! Now, I knew that my idea was going to go over great with Deb and our friends and family, but I had no clue that the damn thing would would go viral. I uploaded the video to YouTube on Saturday evening, October 15th. On Monday, friends started messaging me that it was featured on Gawker.com. By the end of the week, we had pieces in The Atlantic, The Huffington Post, Gothamist, The New York Daily News, uh, and dozens of blog entries, and over 100,000 views on, on the video. So that experience really just galvanized our support for the Occupy movement, and we used every media inquiry into our story as an opportunity to articulate specifically why we were supporting OWS. That was about the time we became aware of Parents for Occupy Wall Street, and we figured that would be a good entry point for going deeper into supporting the occupation. So on October 21st, the group organized a sleepover in Zuccotti Park, which ended up being quite a fiasco so much so that the night after deb and i decided to sit down and record a recap of what transpired now if i weren't spread so thin with work this month i'd love to have done a full episode discussing all the aspects of ows that we witnessed and participated in but i just don't have the damn time shit i wanted to have this episode prepped and ready to drop a week ago, but it took me this long to write and record this introduction. So in the meantime, please enjoy this little time capsule recollection of the night Deb, Dominic, and I spent in Zuccotti Park. And thanks for listening. And I'm recording this. What did I tell you from the <laughs> beginning when I bought you improv classes? You said, I don't know if I can do improv. And I said, you can have a conversation, can't you? And you That's true. I can have a conversation. So we will have a conversation, <laughs> and we will do podcasting or whatever it is we're doing right now. We're just drinking coffee in our room, babe. All right. All right. So we wanted to say, uh, pretty much we wanted to record something about what happened with our day, because um, it's been a, a crazy day, and also we didn't bring a camera, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> so we needed to record it somehow. Some recollection of uh, what happened over the course of this day. Um, starting and, uh, yeah, from I last night. I thought that would be easy if we sat down and talked about it. And starting from last night, which was, um, yeah, about 8 o'clock, we got to Parents for Occupy Wall Street. That was what our evening was supposed to be. Uh, we were going to go to, yeah, Parents for Occupy Wall Street, which if um, uh, you haven't heard about it all is... Uh, well, you've heard about it because I'm supposed to be just talking to you. Well, I'm not good at podcasts. No, you can talk. <laughs> you, can, you can imagine there's someone listening in or whatever. Right, but right. we, you know, anyway, you, but it's it's just the you should plug of, the group though. Bunch you of should. yeah, a bunch of parents uh, bringing their kids and staying overnight at Zuccotti Park uh, to show support for the movement and show that it's not a bunch of mad hippie crazy homeless people staying overnight and that it's safe and family friendly and families support the movement. So that's basically what it's about. So we didn't get there till about 8 p.m. And because uh, it took us forever to get out of the house, get Dom there. But um, my original intention was to just um, just stop by for like an hour and, uh, and then bring Dom home. So I didn't think I was going to stay overnight in the park with an eight-month-old. Um, and then uh, we saw you were going to stay old. for <laughs> and that evening. Was that but was, we got there and it was so I felt so comfortable and there was just a bunch of parents and somebody walked in with a three month old and uh, if there's I'm like if there's a three month old here then me and Dom are gonna be a bunch of wusses if we go walking out of here go home so he can sleep in his crib and and we had no shortage of blankets and we had enough things to lay on so I yeah, mean we, brought, we were gonna like, donate all this stuff so we just about figured, eight blankets to donate yeah so I mean that worked out really great that you just decided you were gonna stay. Because we thought we were going to be, and it's it a good thing too, cold. because if you had, we got there right when it wound down, like they did a little, like the tail end of a sing along and then something else with the kids. And then it was time to, you know, everyone fanned out and, the, and they covered the space. It was a, a carpet of human beings in the, in this whole thing. And we were kind of close to the entrance, you know, since we were the last ones in, we had to take the steps. Yeah. So we stayed over and we were sleeping on the steps, uh, right next to a railing and, uh, <laughs> But I, oh wait, to just to finish, that, to, oh, to finish that last thread though, I wanted to say it's a good thing you you stayed over because really there was no interacting with the parents that night. There was like a couple that were up, but yeah, I was looking forward to getting up in the morning and have all these parents be here and talk to all, all, all these uh, aware parents that were interested in that are not only how parents many, but interested in going down there. There was and a Huffington Post article on it. I don't know how many there were. I was saying something like maybe two dozen or at least there was a decent amount of families there yeah they crammed yeah. a lot in there yeah, there's probably like 20 something yeah. yeah um but there's a good amount of people there and uh so we stayed overnight and you were up and then i was up and we were both kind of you know we're going back and forth and dom slept a little and was up and you know so we didn't get a lot of sleep over the course of the evening but you know it was okay and we brought a crash pad along with the 20 million blankets we had so we were pretty comfortable and I, so well, we had a nice night until well, I rem- well, I I wanted you to say what, ha- what what I remember was I had finally started to fall asleep, like at four thirty or something like that. Like I was just up and I was reading the thing and I was laying on my back and I was just starting to doze off when you woke me up right and said, "There's this guy climbing the thing." Yeah, that's what happened, right? Yeah. Well, actually, even um, before that happened, there, um, you know, we don't want to say there's a bunch of incidents going on in the evening, but. Uh, earlier in the evening, there the was guy. there was a guy that was 
uh, just decided to sing God Bless America at the top of his lungs. Very belligerently. Belligerently and over and over again. Like he ended the song, he just started right again. And I don't know if the cops arrested him. No, no I think he just, just walked away because I heard God Bless America walking away. Like he just kept singing. <laughs> and you know what's a funny foreshadowing thing? I just remembered about that. When that what? guy did that, there was a handful of people that started like clapping, like, oh, yeah, this guy's, you know, try like yeah. thinking it was. What he was doing was sort of like a inspired thing, as opposed to he's just like drunk and. And then everybody stopped be... and realized we don't, we don't support this drunk dude. <laughs> you need to leave, man. But I wasn't up early enough to, to see who it was. I, I just know I heard it, and then I heard it. I remember the leaving. the organizer of the whole event, Kirby. She was awesome, she, and she stood right up and like when there was that guy came by, like there were all these parents in yellow shirts that were running security, and she just said like, "Parents, please form a line to just." keep this man away from the whole quadrant of children and par- and families yeah. which was totally cordoned off by the way there was only one way in and they checked everybody coming in and out and there were people up all night and uh we also had a couple of uh dedicated medics that were sitting next to us and they talked all night but kept me up but regardless of that they were there if there was uh, something that we needed um so i don't know i felt so safe sitting over even with the god bless america guy um uh, but anyway uh getting to the other incident which uh yeah, so I woke up to you nudging me. Yeah, I, I just um, woke up because I wasn't really sleeping well. I mean, I was up and I was I was pretty much up most of the night with, you know, watching watching Dom. Um, so, uh, so I heard uh, some people that I heard, you know, a little bit of a conflict. And so I looked up and I saw somebody was reached up and grabbed this guy's leg who was climbing up the uh, red thing, the red structure. The joie de vivre. The, the red de vivre. sculpture. I love in the, the article that we read, they it referred to it, they're like, protesters refer to it as the big red thing. <laughs> that was in the article. <laughs> um, what, that is what we all The call big it. red thing. Um, anyway, so there was a guy climbing up the big red thing, and, uh, and somebody had pants and he said let go of my pants and i don't know if he kicked him off or somehow uh he uh got away from that guy there was about five or six people along around the bottom edge where he was started climbing up and he started making his way up the big red thing um just kind of moving his feet up the little crevice and made his way up there and there's these you know five or six people and then other people are starting to notice and yelling at him um and it was interesting because there's uh, cops that noticed this happening that did not come over. They just kind of watched. But it I happen. will say, in fairness to the event, I've I've been there several times because I've gone like late, like mm-hmm. when I had a couple hours, just people watch. And when there have been incidences, like in the park, some guy you just start hearing like "Don't touch me, man" or something, and there is a crowd of their mediators get together and try and yeah calm it down and defuse it. And I noticed right away that the cops that were just standing around and there were a lot of them just sort of like glanced over like yeah i think they got this i agree with that and I i'm just saying that is like there's, initially there's when i was position. talking to somebody who was just like completely anti-nypd i was pulling my devil's advocate and throwing the other side and saying well they were a distance away and they i don't know if they could have stopped it even if they did see it but my thought on that is um they're about 10 feet away, and I saw the guy looking at it, is that once the guy started climbing, that should have initiated a reaction to move over there and at least attempt to do something. And 
they didn't move. They just kind of watched it happen. So, so that's the first step and that's <laughs> the first thing that that happened well, which i didn't think much of it at the time because he went like up that leg yeah he went up the leg and of he the... was just in that leg like at the very top of it kind of n- like n- like nudged in between there it's like too big like an i-beam like you know construction thing and he was between the things and just sort of wedged at the top for a while i remember and yeah just, he was just standing there I don't and know. i really thought he was just gonna like Go up there, like do some weird meditation, get some attention, and then just sh- slide back down. Well, that's why I woke you up because he was climbing up the thing, and then he was just holding on to the thing. And I woke you up because I said, if this guy falls, there's a good chance he's going to land on you because we were sleeping on the stairs that was pretty much directly below, uh, below the the thing. <laughs> I should call it something better than that. We'll just call it the thing. Um, yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, wake up because there's something going on. Big red. <laughs> if this guy falls, he's probably gonna fall on us. Um, so we got to get out, move our stuff. Yeah, out of there. I was right under that that girder. I remember whatever on big red the leg, and so I, close enough that we, he could have fallen. So from there. So from there, what I remember, you started really packing everything up, and and I had Dom um, wrapped up on me on the thing, and and so the you know I, it was pretty much I I should move away, and I I walked away to the area where people were looking up at him because he was facing like uh, north from the south side of the square, whatever it is, and so I was sitting there with this this guy, uh, the, one of the medics who knew his name, he was calling him Dylan, and saying Dylan, you know what is this doing, and and you're o- I'm overhearing like fragments of he wanted like. The NYPD to add fifteen percent biracial cops, or he wanted fifteen biracial cops. Something yeah. about biracial. Yeah, he cops. wanted fifteen biracial cops. 15, yeah, I to come know, replace I the cops. Bi- yeah, that were there. Then he is... wanted Bloomberg to resign, and he was not going to accept food or water or a coat or blankets until he got what he wanted. And you know, he just made this clear. Like once he was, and and he, you know, as he inches his way out, and he's sitting in this like little bird's nest in the middle of the thing and looking out and they were kind of going back and forth with him and before it really drew a big crowd and 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 because this was dead in the night like five in the morning and no one was really it wasn't a lot of activity and i went up to him and i i said hey man i totally get your frustration with you know bloomberg and the powers that be but right now all you're doing is forcing you know 40 people in or you know 20 families to get up and move and i just got he just overshouted me and said you don't understand you're oppressing my speech and i i I have a right to do this and it was about him and i just got the sense that there was no external logic that was going to apply to this guy from that moment and i just kind of backed away and i'm like okay i don't know how he's coming down yeah so uh yes we just packed up for so I was packing up the all the blankets that we had, which took a while, and then you wandered off with Dom, which actually I didn't know where you were for a while um, when you, you walked off. Well, I could always see you. That's why, I, yeah. Yeah, I, it was fine, but at, at one point I, I was like, great, now with all this, I lost my kid. <laughs> and and there was like five people turned around, and I was like, no, no, no he's with his father. It's fine, but I don't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> so I had my little dramatic outburst that wasn't really that dramatic. Um, but yeah, so I was packing stuff up and then the cops are starting to get on, on our butts about that we're not safe and we got to move back. And so I was trying to pick up my stuff. And also there's just like, you know, crayons and 
and things like for the kids like all over the place and it was a mess so i was trying to help pick up that stuff too and um you know and we just kept getting crap from the cops saying that we needed to move we're not safe and i kept being so nice i was just like oh you know i'm sorry you guys your, your morning isn't is ruined now and and uh we're moving along we're trying to move and i'm like thank you for looking out for our safety and so i was trying to i was i was so nice to the cops in the morning like thank you for looking out for us um which slowly changed over the course of this event i think it yeah, it, 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 it. Hap- it turned really quick where i didn't have anything against the cops the moment this happened i you know i wasn't thinking of them at all i was like oh this guy you know we're all gonna be dealing with this guy but then it became that safety thing where they they cordoned it off and then out of nowhere there was just like vehicles just coming down like like nonstop, flying down and there, what how many cops were there out of nowhere i don't know by by the time so basically over the course of three hours we were the parents were slowly pushed further and further away more and more section sections of it was was uh, cordoned off and uh the original there's some air mattresses and a a big mattress that people put under there initially like some of the occupied people threw it under there um so in case he fell um which those were put aside and the nypd rolled in their giant uh nypd bouncy house or like whatever stunt, like what a stunt man jump lands on when yeah. he falls <laughs> off a building or whatever yeah the big the big and white filled up the inside of the thing. whole sculpture and pushed out to the side so they made like yeah they put the huge thing that was underneath there and they blew it up and then um and then like as they're pushing us further out and and then they cordoned off around even further and then they brought out uh some kind of uh saws and then they started sawing. They cut off the railings. The railings. Yeah. To put uh, up another so bounce house. Put up a second bounce house, which was... When they started sawing those, I just stopped and, like, this is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my life. I mean, I don't know what their protocol is or for, you know, people that might jump, but honestly, when there's budget problems in a city... You use your logic and you find a better way. I mean, this is just ridiculous. And it it wasn't even needed to go out that far. And it was just... I just saw money just being wasted. There was about... 40 cops around and who knew how many were around the corner well at this distance too what we were talking about and this guy was not threatening to jump and he was not in the side of the sculpture that faced those railings he was actually facing out and it would take a big ordeal for him to have gotten out and around to just jump or you know to spin through that thing but the point is he was just sitting there and it was time to just talk with this guy for a while he wasn't even threatening to fall and I don't know if we want to skip to the res- I don't want to skip to the resolve, which was this guy was talked into a cherry picker, and they pulled him down, and none of that was necessary. And during the process, you know, early on, you know, and th- this this comes up, this came up at the end, but early on when he was doing it, there were people who walked up, just like with the uh, the singing drunk guy. And we're just like, yeah, what this guy's doing, you don't understand, this is going to go viral and change, you know, this is going to make people talk and stuff like that. And I was just like, no, this is just going to make people talk about, you know, it's going to reinforce their assumptions that it's nothing but crazy people and and, 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 and childish antics and, and stunts like this. 
and a handful of people around me wouldn't hear that, and I just kind of walked away from them in that moment. I was, I I was done with it. I don't know if it was it. most of the people. I think it was. It wasn't a, most of the people. Was it was just couple, a couple. No, a couple I'm just saying people. that I, I ran into those people when this first happened, Yeah, and I, I was so annoyed with it. The French guy was very frustrating. Yeah, he was just ignoring what I was trying to tell him, which is it's like... No, no, this is great. This is great. Like, no, it's not great, because this is exactly when, what the movement is... Not supposed to be doing, you know. It's supposed to be about. Well, you fast forward to the morning, ne- the next morning when the you know the sun has risen. This guy's still in the thing, and the the cam the cameras show up. And what's the first thing they film in the morning? Instead of twenty families sitting there who spent the night in a safe place to demonstrate their support for this cause, one crazy lunatic right where we were supposed to be. Yeah, um, yeah. So it ended up being being this guy and his demands that were pointless and he's not even american i feel bad to keep he's not even american him. yeah he is he's a canadian who i believe is here illegally he's an illegal canadian and he's like 21 years old and and he's up there demanding that bloomberg step down he doesn't even live here i have no idea what the basis for for him going up going up there and demanding things about new york he doesn't even live here. And I don't know. I just think he's imbalanced. And I, that's why I, I just wanted to say completely... I don't feel bad to be like really because he is he's genuinely I feel, you know, it, it's the only thing that's saving his saving grace to me is he's not just some complete narcissist child. He's seemed and everyone who talked that had interacted with him said they thought he had problems that he had issues. And they're not they're kind of not surprised it happened, which. Okay, yeah, I mean, the guy was just imbalanced and and. Didn't I don't think he knew what he's doing, and hopefully he will get help. And and then after he gets help, I hope they will send him back to Canada or maybe in the other order. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have healthcare up there, so bring yeah. him back to Canada and get him the help he needs. Get him out of here. So, th- um, but anyway, but anyway, what actually became of this that was good? So that was what was ex- that was extremely it was just so fr- it was extremely frustrating yeah. to me. Um, because I I started out it started out as a such a good thing with going to the parents and being able to stay over and feeling comfortable enough to stay over in Zuccotti Park with with my eight-month-old. And then it turned into this fiasco where I was just so mad at, at what the cops were doing and, and making this circus out of something. I mean, it was it's unfortunate that this guy got up there and he was just causing a scene, but it's it's even more unfortunate of the way it was handled and it was just became into this this big production um that i just believe was completely unnecessary and many of the people that we talked to were all sitting there and there i don't think there was anybody that that could find a reason for for what the cops were doing and the amount of um i don't know the, it was just a a, a disproportionate response it was just a sh- a show of oh look at all the toys we have and look you know we're we're so professional and I don't know it's just it was just maddening and then you know well, there's a the cynical side that makes you think they're overreacting so that they can look at and say look at what a hassle Zuccotti's become look what we had to do because of this guy and and it's like you didn't have to do that and we got so mad because we were just sitting there thinking worst case scenario. Of what when it hits this, the news. yeah, when it hits the news, what it would look like, and and just how it would hit the news, and and it would completely sound like um, it it would just discredit the movement because this one guy who doesn't really have the same beliefs as 
as most of the people in the park. Maybe and the same tactics. I don't know what his beliefs are, but I know I disagree it. with his tactics. Uh, I, I definitely disagree with his tactics. Um, but what became of it was what's really interesting um, because we were very... I, per, I personally was very angry, angry to the point of... I mean, I was sitting there. There's still a lot of parents around. I'm sitting there... Uh, with with Dominic, you know, feeding him and changing him. We're sitting around hoping this was going to end so we could continue our, our parent thing. Um, uh, so we're just sitting there and it's all there's like caution tape like right in front of us and like five cops guarding the, the bubble house or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, and they're about 15 feet away from me. So I continuously was talking, not yelling at them. But not talking quietly either, obviously within earshot of the cops and, and just telling them that that I just thought it was embarrassing, you know, that <laughs> of what was what was going on. And so I was so I was just so angry. And then I felt bad that I was so angry at those particular cops because I know that they are just working people too. That they're just they're just people with jobs and probably following some protocol that maybe they think is completely ridiculous Being too. Being a cop is following orders. But they can't they can't say that either. So I actually kept going back and forth within my own comments there of saying that like I didn't blame them and then like I did blame them and then didn't blame them and so my head was all over the place just being upset well, about I was, the situation. By that that time in the in the morning after it had been you know, all gone through, I was just so dis disheartened. Just like ah, you know, I just floored. Yeah, it ruined the and, morale. And I, I had some anger. Yeah, the morale. the morale it was just dead. And then I noticed, you know, then uh, you know, and it's just it was just there was nothing going on other than, and we had some conversations about someone should just have a GA to talk about this. You know, yeah, maybe so there wasn't is, one that happened. This is where the good happened. comes of it. I actually said pretty early on. I actually said very early on, but it was about this. Ta- this started about five o'clock in the morning, and then around, you know, and. 45 minutes, an hour into it, I said, we should call the the General Assembly meeting and have everybody get together and and vote on whether or not we are behind this guy and what he believes in. And if when everybody does a vote, if everybody votes against him, then what he's up there doing ha- is not represented, is not representing the movement that's going on. And it's clear and I thought, and and then I said that to a couple people, and I was like, "That would be good." And they're like, "That's a good idea." And then I just like, it's like, yeah, but it's too early, and you know, I don't, I don't, can't do. Who does that? I don't know who does that. Who calls yeah. an assembly? And it just the idea kind of got let go. Um, but then later on, after like the giant circus was going on, and it's like, what, well, three, I was the one. Three, did four I come back later, and tell you about them? They did a mic check, and and they were saying we, like, yeah, they did a mic I, check, and. We you support, went over to go check it out. There, it was like, you know, we support your right to have a voice. And it was just, it was really like before backing. You went, it was actually, um, bef- before you say what he said, when they did a mic check and somebody started talking and they said, people come over here, we're going to talk about what's going on. And we were thrilled that somebody started this. This is like way later. It's like four hours later. And like one person morning, goes up yeah. and we're like, yeah, this is great. And we like ran right over. Of course, it's not easy to run right over because there's a lot of people there and you got to like wiggle around and go different ways. So, um, so you got over there and I didn't get over there and you, you went over and heard what he said and then came back kind of throwing your arms in the air saying, I don't like what he said. Um, but then I asked you what he said and yeah, they were, they were pretty much, you know, really sympathizing with, with the, the man who did this 
And like I said, it's that fine line of like, there are things that the cops overreacted. Should the cops that were on the beat have pulled him down or whatever? But it does all boil down to like, this guy just pulled a bonehead move. And I I thought it was well, what important. What the guy said? Well, say what the guy said. Well, what the guy said was that uh, you know his voice should be heard, and 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 he should that that we should support him. And what I came back saying is I don't agree with that. And so we went back and I said no 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 wait but you're, you're missing you you're missing the good you're missing the good points of it. Like so you came back to me and said you just kind of threw your arms in the air and said. Uh, that guy he supports the guy in the big red thing and that's just ridiculous and i and i turned to him i said why don't you go back there and do your own white check and tell them that which it which in fact that he turned around and then we went back is part of what's going on down there and that's when things started changing of my morning getting getting better because we realized that what is set up down there is this democracy and everyone's voice is heard well so that the one was guy the talked, that was really the, that when you yeah. said doing that and realize it was it was a split decision and then you then went I back felt and like started I wanted to you know and when i realized oh i can just do that and i went back and i was so nervous i screwed up the crowd mic <laughs> i i was i was i was saying you know like it, it, the whole string that i don't have to do here on you know this thing was essentially i don't think that we as a group should be endorsing anything this man's doing you know and i just didn't parse it out right and, no, but and it was fine. The man, but the man who was point. saying that was putting the general assembly like hands down motions at me. But as I was saying it, there were people around me who, a bunch of them, threw their hands up, and we had this big discussion about this. But what was great is the the guy that started it walked up um, to your face, did the hands down thing, like like uh, you know, don't come up and put down what I just said. But then I stopped him and I say, and I told I told him that he should be. I was like, no, what. Well, we created here is a place for everyone to have a voice and it's like so we should all discuss this and so then he stepped back and you got to talk and you weren't very good at them <laughs> you were trying to say too much at once but everybody got what you were you were saying and people started agreeing and it just sparked this great discussion there was there was about 25 people I and mean, we weren't doing the mic check anymore but it, there, the people that were there's about you know 25 people and then i don't know people kind of surrounding that were listening of this discussion that got uh kicked off between whether or not we agree with what's going on there and um it was it was great the discussion that came out of it because everyone's point of view started being heard and and it wasn't just the the one guy who had his thing saying we support you because we support people who are protesting. Well, and what what is amazing about being down there is that I I've never been anywhere else. Like I've never been anywhere else where something was like that. The emotions were that high, and someone's publicly proclaiming something with people supporting him in some way, and then you just realize you're free to challenge that, and it's encouraged, you know. Everyone call BS on everyone. And that's what everyone was doing, and it was great. And because also the guy who started, who we didn't agree with, well, um, actually during that conversation, he actually got frustrated and turned around and walked out of the uh, walked out of the group. Probably about uh, I don't know ten, five ten minutes in, um, and I was like, wait, you know, no, we should keep discussing. And he walked away. Um, 
and everybody there kept discussing things. But we ran into him later. I saw him later and I stopped him and I said that I appreciated a lot of things he was saying. I actually agreed with a good amount of the things that he was saying um, about, well, it's, he wanted to support the man. I didn't like the tactics of what the guy was doing, but I liked his ideas of supporting of, of supporting some an individual's views of yeah. somebody who wanted to be heard that this guy wanted to be heard he didn't feel like he was being heard and this is what he felt like he had to do so he supported yeah. that so i said that i supported half of what he was saying that i i agree with supporting somebody and i think everyone should be heard but i thought that what that guy did was very um selfish and taking away from what the movement is because the movement is everyone has a voice and you have this platform that what what's created on there is this platform and it, on on that platform everyone has a voice and everyone can walk up and say their grievances and everyone can discuss it and for some reason this guy that wasn't good enough for him that he couldn't he his opinion wasn't equal with everyone else's. And His was, was greater, and yeah. I wanted to make. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I got to make when we were having the group discussion about it all. I wanted to make the point of saying that there's no way that if this guy had presented this idea to the general assembly, he would have gotten anything but a lot of hands waving down. Like I, you know, if he'd have gone to the general assembly and like I'm going to climb to the middle of that statue and threaten to die of exposure until Bloomberg resigns, he there would have been a long conversation with this guy that would have been arduous to hear through a crowd mic, but no one would, <laughs> you know, it would have been put down real fast. And he, by not ever asking the group if we endorse that, pretty much just asserted himself king of the movement that's against kings, you know? Yeah, that's exactly true. And that's, that's what I started yelling. I, I kind of went on a rant on there. I was pretty proud of myself that... After you were talking and everybody's talking and I kind of went on a rant about exactly that, about what he's doing. He's the 1%. Yeah, I, I called him the 1%. I was like, he made himself the 1% because you know, he thinks that what he wants to do is what should be done. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or what anybody else's views are. He's going to go up there. He wants something. It gets done or it's the, you know my way or the highway. Yeah. And that is exactly what... Um, Every, everybody's down there, what everybody's doing, that's it's what it's the against. the antithesis of the, gener- of the GA process. Exactly. So that was, so that re- guy was very frustrating, but he, he definitely, he showed me that, um, like in the morning when I said that we should have called a general assembly meeting, I didn't think that that was something that I could do. And I realize now that I should have just got off my butt, walked around and started gathering people and said, hey, we're going to have a discussion about this and see if we can do something more productive than what we think the cops are doing because everyone seems disgruntled about what the cops are doing. So maybe if I did that at 6 in the morning, maybe something productive would have come down. Maybe we would have had 50, 60 people shouting down there something productive that would have made him feel embarrassed or something and come down and reevaluate what he did. It might not have because I think he just is off his rocker personally but yeah. um but maybe it would have worked but maybe that's, something that's, like that would have yeah, worked yeah and i think you summed up perfectly like our expectations were completely shattered in terms of i wanted to wake up in the morning grab one of those you know egg and croissant rolls and then talk with all these parents and see their kids and just you know feel the camaraderie of that and that was just gone by this guy but what came at the end of it 
was such a respect for using the process. And yeah. So, yeah, like you said, seeing it's available to you when you're down there. If you see something you don't like, and and that is always what I tell everyone that like lives in New York and will criticize this movement or have problems with it. I'm like, go down there and make your voice heard because you really can. It's that easy. And that's the that's the whole point of it. And the the best part later, um, the guy who we disagreed with earlier, that we we got in that discussion. Um, later on and I walked up to him and I said hey you know, I appreciate your comments and I was actually upset that you walked away because I thought it was a good discussion that we had and uh, and we had this really great talk where we both kind of realized where the other person is coming from and when he said he supported this guy it you know he really wants to support everyone who um, who's who feels like their voice isn't being heard because he said, he's like, I'm a gay immigrant of color. From Palestine, too. Yeah, he's Palestinian. Yeah. And he's just like, I have, uh, you know, I have to fight against a lot. And I have I have a lot of trouble getting my voice heard because I'm not always taken seriously just based on who I am. And, and I understood where he was coming from. I still didn't agree with everything that he said. And as we talked, I'm like, I still don't agree with everything you say. And, yeah. But we agreed to disagree on things. And then there was other things we realized that were actually pretty much on the same page for most things. And we had a really nice conversation and shook hands and, you know, met each other. And, you know, hi, who are you? And nice, it was lovely meeting you. And may I'll see you around, you know. Instead of just people fighting and, you know, like left wing, right wing I believe in this, you believe in this, you go to hell, you know, your people are stupid, and just all the crap, uh, assumptions of people, I don't just, it all kind of broke down for just a minute, like, it was just like, this is why this is good down here, because people just sit down and discuss, even people that don't agree. Well, that's why I feel like politics, one of the ways it's broken is that for a long time, we've talked up through people like I'm into Bill o, uh, this guy's into Bill O'Reilly I'm into Keith Olbermann and so I'll just hate these guys And but me and the guy who watch these shows we never fucking talk we never interact and that's what's going on down there is like you actually have to face the person you disagree with and so much more comes out of it it's just that basic yeah. level and there's you realize that there's so many we realized this week that there's a Many, many assumptions of the people that are down there. Not, not that we didn't basically already know that, but we got it firsthand with our, uh, our little en engagement video that we decided to put online. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's lots of love that came out from that, but there's also a lot of people that just immediately decided to judge us as just people that are down there, and they're just fighting against uh, us as a couple saying... That we're just Horrible unemployed. Hippie. We shouldn't have babies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people didn't—they didn't look in anything. I mean, it even says in the caption that you know that that we have jobs and and that we're we can't be down there all the time. And then they just people just go and they assume that we live down there and that we don't have jobs and that and they just make assumptions on who we hate and what 
we're what we're there for and well that's why i think we were both so angry this morning when this guy did this is because we both have really internalized and felt the personal effect of how this movement gets distorted real quick in the media Mm -hmm. Uh, you know and they they're they're happy to perpetuate it and they're happy to use it i mean we've watched the pieces that have been done about us they're all pretty fluffy and every time we interview we try and really talk about the things we care about we try and talk about the people we know who are down there and that gets edited out so they have their cute story of you know you know they keep it light so yeah well we had you know we got interviewed by two people so you know whatever I mean. but the point is <laughs> the point is like you just see we can't it. assume everybody but so, i mean basically that's i happens, think we'll but. wrap it up here but i my the whole reason i said we should sit down and record this podcast Oops. wasn't just like oh now we're you know these important people it's just i think everyone who's going down there should do this they should go down there they should stay and they should experience something and they should come back and talk about it and put out some sort of put a video blog out put an audio podcast out and send it to your friends who can't go down there and then it will spread and people who live in places nowhere near any of this who would never touch any of this but they might respect you like people in your family deb and people in my family mm-hmm. and anyone who's listening they will listen to you and give you a little more credibility than what they see on the news, you know, unless, you know, you they just are someone who won't hear that. Right. But there's and other people you'll reach, I feel like. I agree. And but there there are people down there that I don't agree with. I mean there Absolutely. are there are people down there that are exactly what that guy assumed that we were, or guys or whatever on our, our video, you know, people that aren't looking for work. People that are just wanting a handout, um, people that are just, you know, biting off of what's down there and they're just getting free food and they're not looking for work. Those people are there. I'm not going to say that they're not because in anything that goes on like that, they're going to be there. And but that we doesn't want to be ignored. But that, I don't and- think, but that's not what the point is of what's going down there. And the most of the people that are down there are doing something very important. And I think it's something that would make the that may help the direction of this country i don't know finally finally start going in some kind of a good direction instead of just spiraling out of control well maybe it's good though that we'll just realize that all we need to do is all of us get together and actually freaking talk yes talk to people and stop blaming stop the blame it would don't don't blame right, people. But <laughs> I know, but I just want to say one thing. There's um a, a, a f- uh, my friend Andrew. Um, I went out to his birthday party, and yeah. so and he's a lawyer, and so and a lot of his friends are you know. And there's this one girl, and um, she works as like a nonprofit lawyer, and she wears a suit, and she works near Wall Street, and she said she gets attacked by people. I mean, verbally, just like you know, you know, you damn, you know, suits, and you know, good, and people yell at her just because she's wearing a suit. And that's ridiculous. These are, people just have jobs, and I don't know. We can't just blame people in suits or people that work in a bank, and I don't know. Well, you need to bring them around is the point. It's just like the cops, you know, like they're working people, and the whole movement, I feel like, when they get when it gets through to them that they're on our side, we'll win. When it gets through to even a lot of people on Wall Street, we'll win. Because a lot of people are in big jobs like that, and they are just, it's what they turned out to be good at and they make a living at it and they are decent people in their lives and you can't just assume things about them the same way people have assumed things about us yeah. and it's a it's a great 
thing to learn that lesson firsthand <laughs> and to just know you, you walk that path, but it sucks to realize there's so many other people out there who do not live that way. Yeah. Well, I guess that's that's our podcast for today. This is, I've never done one before, so we're probably ranting and raving and rambling. So if anybody listened to the end of this, you're awesome. You may have too much time on your hands, but you're awesome. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> okay. Uh, BZ and DZ. Out. The Busy Deasy Podcast, out! Did we spend an hour? I don't know. No, 40 minutes. Okay, we need to fill uh, 20 minutes with commercials.